Hey, this is Nolan North, and you're listening to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Why wouldn't you? Take it from me. Raphael from TMNT. Go back to 2007. We'll save our brother, and then we'll save New York City. Or, of course, you may listen to the Krang. Because the Krang know that you should listen to Turtles. Turtles and Turtle Power Hour. Go listen, Krang. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Cody Tuckett. Uh, yeah, there's no we, easy way to say this, but Mike is no longer with us, folks. He's yeah. it's, Mike's done. He's over. He's no longer Mike Templeton. Usually he's still Mike Templeton. Tonight he's not. Ooh, true. Ooh, true. There we go. But I hope hopefully he's doing he okay, will... though. I think he got stuck at work or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. We may never know. We may never know. If you see Mike on social media... It's probably a clone, so you know. Yeah. Some say treat him, he's still treat him as you will. What are we doing tonight? <laughs> tonight we are going to find a new way. We need to find a new way. What did that even mean? <laughs> we need to find a new way. <laughs> We can't beat anchovies already. <laughs> it was my episode, and I don't know what it means. So, uh, well, I mean, it was it was across I think two episodes, but because uh, you covered part four, right? You did you did episode four. I, I did. I did. Okay. 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 Good. 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 Yeah. You did, he did four. You did five. I did six. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're good. We got everyone's we got good. Okay. Yep. So we're uh, doing episodes four, five, and six, which is East meets West. Parts four and five, and the staff of Buki, Bukai, Bukai, Bukai. Yeah, that really struck in my brain because I was like, "Has everybody been writing it wrong?" I guess I need to like check the DVDs how they spell it. I, yeah, I kept reading it Buki until I finally watched the show. Same. And same. then I was like, "Oh, he said Bukai." Okay, Bukai. So, without further ado, let's tell you a story. The ancient one did tell me a story. I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! My episode is episode four of East Meets West, original air date October 3rd, 1997. We open at the Dragon Lair. Wick has finished his potion for Dragon Lord and puts it in the bug device, making it the scarab of invincibility. He was only he was only able to steal enough ingredients for one dose. We cut to the turtle lair. Donnie is showing Leo his new tracking tech. He's gone full NSA on tracking themselves and the dragons. Raph decides to go after the dragons himself on his bike. He ends up at Bubba's Furniture Emporium. Splinter changes his mind and orders the other turtles to go and join him, telling them to be stealthy as they drive off in their turtle hummer. The dragons are using the furniture place as a front to smuggle black market endangered species. Ingredients for their potion... Sorry... Hold on. I wrote accidentally wrote snuggle. So I have to so like as I was reading it, like as a front to snuggle black market endangered species. So hold on, let me 
That actually would have been much more interesting than what happened in this show. <laughs> it would be, be very, very acute, you know, for the dragons right. just to be trying to snuggle the, the endangered animals. Right. Just like God, could you imagine Wick go. doing that? Like Wick on the back of a rhino, just like, <laughs> yeah. Good. So, okay. Let me, let me compose myself. Whew. The dragons are using the furniture place as a front to smuggle black market endangered species that the ingredients for their potion. Raf is quickly overwhelmed in his fight with the dragons, but the turtles arrive just in time to help. They try to fight the dragon lord one-on-one and fall each and every one of them. Even double-teaming him is no use. The dragon lord is just far stronger than them, so the turtles have to retreat. The dragons still need a number of animal parts to make more potions for the entire dragon rank. They give their lieutenant the potion bug and send him off to get more animal parts. The turtles are back at the lair, losers again wishing they had Shredder back. They then pick up dragon activity on Donnie's scanner, going to the zoo to hurt the animals. The turtles arrive at the zoo and find themselves surrounded. The turtles do well against the two dragon ranks at the zoo and force them to retreat. They obtain the bug potion device from the dragon soldier, the Scarab of Invincibility, which Donnie is then able to study back at the lair. Back at the dragon lair, dragon lorder... Back at the Dragon Lair, Dragon Lord orders Wick to make more potions. And to be continued and concluded in my episode, Episode 5, East Meets West, Part 5. This episode aired October 10th of 1997. While the turtles analyze the mixture in the device they found, Dragon Lord plans to lure the turtles into a trap. The turtles try to figure out how the spider with the potion made the dragon so strong. Since the fight in the zoo, Leo is having reoccurring dreams about a tortoise from the zoo telling him to find a new way. Dragon Lord finally has everything he needs for the invincibility potion except for dolphin scum. That's dolphins scum. Just putting some good spacing in there. Sure it is. Which one are you putting on our Instagram? (laughs) It was me. That's amazing. (laughs) He puts his plan into action and goes with his men to the aquarium. The turtles are alerted and also head out. As they confront Lord Dragon, it dawns on Dawn that the special potion that the rank is using is actually nothing but a placebo effect. By declaring it so, the rank are no longer stronger. The turtles fight and defeat them. However, Dragon Lord escapes using magic. The end. All right, so that brings us to episode six, The Staff of Bukai. It originally aired October 17th, 1997, written by Ramon Peruzian. So, all the turtles are meditating when Venus senses a disturbance in the Force. It's Dragon Lord who's managed to open a portal and literally reach back in time to grab the mystic Staff of Bukai, which can dispel and destroy a magic user. Dragon Lord sends the rank with the staff to go destroy Venus. Raph is not convinced about Venus's magic powers, and she gives him a humiliating d- demonstration by bending light chi to make him attack like a basically a hologram of her. Uh, Raph goes out to clear his head while Venus tries to teach Leonardo about her chi magic. Her chi mist gets out of control and it attacks Mike and Don since she's still an apprentice and doesn't have complete control over it. Raph returns on his motorcycle to find Splinter, who confronts him about his debacle with Phoenix, and puts the turtle in his place by reminding him that he is still a student. The rank attack, and Splinter sends Raph to alert the others while he fends off the attackers. 
Splinter successfully repels the attacking rank warriors, while Venus adds chi magic to some toy airplanes that Donatello has so they can use them to find the rest of the ranked soldiers in the sewers. They attack the soldiers with the planes, then Dragon Lord shows up and takes one of the planes and uses the Staff of Bukai to summon Venus to him. The rest of the turtles follow and a big fight breaks out. Venus starts to cast a spell and Dragon Lord uses the Staff of Bukai on her until Venus is able to reverse the lightning from the staff and send the rank and Dragon Lord back to their hideout. Venus is impressed with herself and says she's on her way to becoming a shaman, while Dragon Lord tosses his staff back through the time portal. The end. All right, three episodes. We watched them. We can't unwatch them. Yeah, it's, it's going to be impossible. Yeah. It's time to move on to the second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. So, uh, number one thing in uh, episode four, East Meets West, part four, Venus says that they almost milked us. Do you think that the next mutation was referencing, not next mutation, sorry, the mute mayhem was referencing the next mutation? You know, more and more, like when you really look into it, so many things could have had their roots here that I almost have to believe, like, yes, like this, like, just wormed its way into everybody's psyches, and it's just, it's the source of all modern turtles. The next mutation is the blueprint. The next mutation yes. is the blueprint. Yeah. And I also wrote down, I took note of they almost milked us. And then someone else is like, that's cream dust. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know which is actually better. I don't know. If it... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I also think it's noteworthy to just say that the dragons have lasers. Uh, they, have yeah, they have laser, laser gauntlets. Weapons. Yes, I have not seen those in the previous three episodes. Suddenly, the rank are just shooting lasers out of gauntlets. That's that's a thing they do. So you should just know that. I guess you know laser beams from henchmen are just classic TMNT. Because like, if it, mobsters could have them, why not? Why not mystical dragons wow. that only chose to use them then? <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, man. yeah, why not? I, I'm cool with it. You know, I just. I just hadn't seen them up until this point and was kind of surprised. I was like, whoa, wait, what, lasers? It's just they, they had to... They're, they're training just like Venus is to slowly come to their powers. Yeah, probably, probably. I buy it. Is, is this the episode? So I watched all six of these like in one sitting um, on a sick Beautiful day. Beautiful so fever dream. Yeah, well, I had a fever, and so these all made perfect sense <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but is this... I, it might have been one of the, the first three episodes, but there's specifically an episode where like Michelangelo asks Splinter how his ankle is doing or something. I think it was this one. Okay, so I tried to watch this a long time ago when it was on Netflix, and like whoever was doing the subtitles for the Netflix uh, streaming service was drinking at the same rate that I was because <laughs> like I you could tell I even I made a Twitter account to put up some screenshots of it at one point, but like. They just the the subtitles get worse and worse, or were getting worse and worse as the show went on. So like, I, it's one of the first couple episodes where uh, Venus is like, "I call this one the flying foot," 
but the subtitles would say, I call this the flying bat. It's like, you even try. <laughs> but that scene with, with Splinter specifically, when he asked, like, how is, he says, like, how's your ankle, Splinter? But the subtitle was like, how is your tooth, Nastor? And it's like, you made a, <laughs> you made up a proper noun. Like, you're drinking at the same rate that I am. That's crazy. Nastor. <laughs> yeah. It's like a He-Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is a total fever dream in, in every conceivable sense. Everyone's on a fever dream for this. You know. <laughs> Nestor. Yeah. Maybe they heard does does he say master at some point? In oh maybe. Maybe they thing? just like mis misheard it. But I, I swear <laughs> it said Splinter and he, he made up Nastor for it. But you, you get the feeling for a long time subtitles because have you do you ever watch and I think now probably they've switched to like automatic recognition. So because like mm -hmm. YouTube, TikTok, a lot of a lot of services can do it like instantaneously. Yeah. But did you ever watch like the news with their closed captioning on? And you can you can see because it literally is just like people in a room like going yeah. for it. And you can just yeah. see where they're just like struggling. Right. Just a bunch of spaces over and over. <laughs> Line yeah. breaks. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of I I this is why I'm afraid of going deaf. Yeah, I mean, and then like yeah, to see movies and stuff. Do you ever see movies? This is off off topic, but do you ever see movies and wish they had subtitles just on the screen all the time? Yeah, totally. You know what? I we were watching uh, The Witcher the other day, and like I had to look away to like take a drink of, or bite a soup or something. And uh, Hen Henry Cavill was talking, and I didn't see it with the subtitles. I'm like, he's not saying anything. He's just going. And they're just like putting whatever he's supposed to say at the bottom for you to read. Like he's not saying anything. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently subtitles are not in the budget for Netflix. No. I also hope, uh, like, I hope we've come to the conclusion that this is, like, the continuation of the movie franchise and not TMNT the movie. Like, this is so much clearly, like, the fourth movie versus the oh, CGI one, you know? 100%. Yeah, like yeah the I, only I thing that the, fourth movie has in common alone. with the other movies is that it is a movie. <laughs> True, and it like kind of like shoehorns in, but this one has the same layers. It has it's mm -hmm. the literal. They're older. Splinter's missing an ear. Shoulders yeah, scratched yeah. up the same way. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So accept it, folks. Accept it. Yeah. I also noticed uh, there's the scene changes where like the weapons fly in. Uh -huh. Like they switched Michelangelo to Tonfa because. Again, he left his nunchucks back in Japan at the end of the third movie. It all makes mm. sense, right? Right. Oh, I did not catch that. I did. Yeah, not. yeah. But one of the scene changes with the flying weapons is still nunchucks for some reason. Interesting. Well, I wonder you can't if they see people this... wield them. You can just see cartoon ones rotate in and out of the screen. That's fine. Yeah, and That's and fine. I can't remember. It, it's been such a long time. I can't remember if those were to the original series or if they're kind of. Because it, it seems like over the years they have like added or like changed the sound effects we talked about before or something like that. So maybe oh, yeah. hard to I say know. what was truly original or not. And they destroyed the, the, the best theme song ever made. <laughs> I am I am much in the in, in the camp of the na 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 Ninja Turtles and not the Coco Kodo one. Neither mm -hmm. um, are great, but definitely one is superior. All right, are we good to move on to East Meets West Part 5 then? Yes. So I do think, I don't know, it just kind of struck me as I was watching this, because these are coming out in 1997, which is when the Image Comics were being released. And so at this same time as the Dragon Lord, or Lord Dragon, 
Dragon Lord, Lord Dragon. Dragon Lord. Uh, yeah. Dragon Lord. Okay, I was, yeah. At the same time, he's in there. King Komodo was in the Image Comics. Mm, you know? So I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of wondering if there's some sort of brand synergy thing going on there, or if it's like, a, you know, if they were taken from the next mutation, or there's some notes, you know, I, I don't know. But either way, there was two stories of lizard men. I mean, it's probably a bit of both. I mean, dragons, you know, royalty. Were, were popping, you know, yeah, they're royal, they're regal. And, you know, I, I have to imagine, because I, I think we've seen across all iteration, like, everybody's a Turtles fan, so I mm. have to imagine they're like, yeah, this is rad. We gotta do the dragons. Which, you know, Dragon Lord has a, a great design. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I like his design. And his, his suit is super cool. It's very, I, I gotta think at one point it was supposed to be like Shredder come back as a turtle. Ooh. You know? Because it's, it's got fit. the same spikes and everything. Mm. Um, Weirdly enough, the toy of him has like a mask. It doesn't have a, a turtle face whatsoever. But it's, even that mask is very like Shredder reminiscent. So. Yeah, I mean, that's probably, I mean, that probably also helps too. Because like, you know, Shredder casts such a big shadow. They have to yeah, put it in there. One question this episode brought up with me that I want to posit to everybody is what is the Dragon Lord or Shredder or any villain, what do they do in their spare time? Have you ever have you ever pondered that? I want you to wrap your brain about that. Like when they're just sitting around, what do they do? Like the rest of us, we're like, you know, you read a book, you play a game, you stare at the wall. What do well, us, we what know that, do? We know that Shredder collects antique like vases. Ivory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he collects ivory. Yeah. From the 87 series. He's going to like antique stores. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah very actually, into antiquing. Yeah. Yeah. How I cool it is series two or three like times in that series? That he the off hours yeah. where it's just purely just that. Well, and Dragon Lord seems to be perplexed by broom handles in one of these episodes. <laughs> so it's possible he's just like looking up mopping equipment and stuff and be like, oh, yeah, we got to get this. Yeah. Like an anthropological excursion for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we talked about this in the chat, but there was definitely a part where Leonardo was black instead of blue. I don't think it's a coloring error. I think it's a uh, I'm not seeing it. Black. I watched it. Maybe I'm not watching yeah. it carefully enough, but to my old eyes, it just looks like blue or just like in the shadows. Yeah. There's like a specific it's, shot though, like where it's black. It like it just looks black. It could be lighting. I don't know. But it's it's well, weird that it's lighting and he's still the same color green, though, you know? That's true, yeah. 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 Well, and because there's also like, you know, sometimes they had like really bad like transfers or like the copies they had were terrible. Like when we get into the Power Rangers from Space episode, mm-hmm. there's a very noticeable part where like everything is very heavily tinted blue and like just yeah. looks terrible. But you would think if it was something like that, it would also affect the rest of it. So, I mean, while I personally yeah. imagine it's just like the lighting, because otherwise we have to consider like this is like an infamously low budget show, as you can see. Or mm-hmm. at least, like, they put all the budget into the costumes and they had, like, nothing left. Um, I think what really happened is they're like, okay, well, it takes, like, a million dollars to make a season of Power Rangers. So we, we'll give this show a million dollars. Forgetting that, like, they don't have all the money saving of these elaborate transformation sequences. So they're like, oh, crap, we have to actually film 22 minutes instead of just 15 and then put in all the rest, you know? Yeah, because I could so imagine... Like, it's the same budget, just stretched for, for longer, you know? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe they had a suit for, like, stunts to, like, practice it. Um, 
maybe because I can't I can't think like why would they have a black version of the bandana? Well, I've also like I think you guys hit on this last week that Leo is yellow in the opening, like the very last. Mm-hmm. And and Good I've job. heard that. Sorry. No, go on. Sorry, go on. Oh, I've heard that he was yellow in other promotional material, and I've also heard that 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 might be like a blue screen error, but then it doesn't make sense that Venus is not different. I've also heard that Venus was supposed to be pink, and like there is scans of toys of her that were pink. I've also heard that Donatello was supposed to be black, and like in that same shot that Leo's yellow, his pads are all black. But like I don't know about you guys, I'm having a hard time like actually finding anything more than just people mentioning that like no no pictures or anything like it's hard to actually find information about this show it seems yeah like. there's not a lot like it's even like it's hard enough to like find out who wrote it i was shocked when you knew who the writer was i was like i, I literally watched the first five minutes again right before this episode because it's <laughs> on the screen but it's not on turtlepedia at all for yeah some no reason. one's documented it i yeah i should yeah. probably be less lazy and write it down well, because I was, I was scanning. Myself. Maybe I'm dumb. I was scanning through the credits and I couldn't find a writer. So it's. Pro- I guess I'm dumb. But th- I feel like they don't make it obvious. Like, no, they don't. They don't. Nobody it's, wanted it, to be like, I wrote this. <laughs> what it, I, I'm not saying the end credits. The, the opening credits. It was. It was part of that. So maybe it's not oh. the end credits because of that. Mm. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, I'll have to make sure I write it down. Because yeah. before I would just get the release date and the writer off of Turtlepedia. Because same. Cause or right also, there. I mean, like. At least in the '87 series, usually they like they slap the writer like very upfront. Yeah, maybe maybe it's clearly me, but I feel like they don't do that on this. No, it it's definitely after like four executive producers, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, someone wrote this. (laughs) And by then, you're just doing everything you can to ignore the. Oh god! Yeah, I (laughs) I heard it. I was I was listening just for you. Um, though for me, like my brain normally tunes it out, so it was only like there was like 30 seconds where my brain was like, okay. Okay, yeah, it's true. It does happen, and then it yeah. turned off. Yeah, it's it's much. It's a little much, but we're we're not into anchovies yet. Yeah. Uh, last two things about episode five here. Don says, "Don't call him Shirley," which is a reference to airplane. And then uh, they beat Dragon Lord using the same move that they used to beat Tatsu in Secret mm-hmm. Views. So there you go. All right. On Staff of the... Bukai. Staff of Bukai. Buki. I, I was kind of. I'm kind of sad it. They, it's not Buki because Staff of Buki <laughs> just sounds so funny. Yeah, <laughs> Buki, that's how it's written. Fun yeah. to say. I mean, I don't know. Maybe is like China, in Chinese. Would it be like Kai or? I I don't know. I I have no have enough knowledge on because Y I is E, so I don't know that K I would be. Yeah. Kai? I, mean, I just I just I wonder. Know. I mean. That's and a very English I, I was only going uh, reading YouTube, of YouTube, so but... maybe maybe it's just like in the collective consciousness they started writing it that way. But I have to imagine like there's a reason it's Kai. But yeah, uh, let's see. This episode we learned that Leo is 170 pounds and that Hamato Yoshi played the flute. There you go. Yeah, which another question I want everyone to ponder: How do you live in a sewer, which is going to be echoey? and not hear someone play the flute. Is Raphael a bad son and doesn't know about his father's interests and hobbies? <laughs> That's a good question. Also, how does a rat play a flute? <laughs> Where do you get a flute? There's a lot of like questions. A record- is it a recorder? What, is, what kind yeah. of flute are we talking about? Just a hollowed out twig he just practices on. That's why nobody can hear him. because it doesn't Yeah, exactly. Actually work. It sounds like he's in there breathing heavy. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't really have anything for this episode, but I do have a, a banger 
Uh, I love being a turtle. I'm excited for this one. Oh, all Surely, right. Well, nobody else is going to have thought of it. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> and uh, let's let's talk about some things we didn't like in anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. All right. Part four. So my biggest thing is like they talk about how like going on the offense is not the ninja way. When like ninjas were literally assassins, like that is the ninja way is to, yeah, yeah, totally. is to go <laughs> seek out your enemy and, and kill them before they can kill you. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like weird. So it's some weird like 90s meme. Like people watched like the karate kid and they were like, everything related to this is what ninjas are. And that's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Any martial arts was that way, right? Well, there's <laughs> to me there there's a thing it doesn't just happen in the next mutation, it happens in other versions of Ninja Turtles as well where they substitute the word ninja for the word hero for some reason. Uh, you know, and like granted in you know, in Europe they straight up were just called the hero turtles and they would call them in heroes, Europe, so you that would make ninja, sense. you're getting arrested immediately. Yeah. Immediately. You. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that they put you on the guillotine and everything. Like it's <laughs> that's it's the French over. the French revolutions were actually people just saying ninja and they just clapped yeah. them up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what the French fought for. Uh, you know, <laughs> the right they to had, say yeah, they had to they had to protect their country from ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> we should stick to Ninja Turtles and not rewriting history. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I don't know. For me, I just I never like it when they do that. When when for some reason they just like rewrite what a ninja is, and it's like, guys, we can just say that being a ninja is wielding weapons and fighting people and and a form of martial arts or whatever you want to call it. We, well, you, like we can public. just say that we don't do that. We don't go on the offensive because that's not our family's way or something like yeah. that. Like you don't have to make it a ninja way thing, you know? It's also like, okay, guy whose weapon is a sword. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a defensive sword. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sharpen it. It's just it's metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, Raph says llamas instead of llamas. Llamas. <laughs> That sounds like Terrible. something someone from the East Coast would say. Yeah, uh, I believe it. That's why yeah. we, can't, we can't allow that to take over. Lambas. <laughs> it's kind of like how they say like pasta. Yeah, you know, pasta. Oh yeah, I've got to make some, i got to have some pasta. I had some pasta the other night. I had you a know? buddy who worked, uh, he worked at a restaurant and when people would order the fish, he'd ask if they want Tata sauce with it because he was from Boston. <laughs> and he finally resorted to saying, you want some white fish sauce with that because no one could understand him here in Nebraska. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, no. This show's insane, man. Like, it's weird to, like, watch the end of the 87 series where, like, like that's more mature than, like, the stuff they're doing in this where, like, Dragon Lord twice rips the carpet out from a guy and they escape with, like, golf balls that had been yeah. left over and like all these sound effects and crap. And it's, it's insane to think that like the 87 series, <laughs> like shortly before this was way more mature seemingly than, than this show that was aimed presumably at an older audience because it was more the power Rangers crowd than the cartoon crowd, you know? Yeah. This wow. is live action show. Cause I think there's also like a, an expectation for something to be more mature when it's live action as well. 
well, especially uh, this time because like mm-hmm. like Power Rangers was I mean not much older, but like that was like an eight to eleven crowd instead of like a five to seven crowd, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And Power Rangers though, Power Rangers is weird because like there there's parts where it's like very serious, but also like it's always like very slapsticky with like the goons, like the bully characters and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And but this like, show they took have that, that part of it and they just went all all slapstick. Yeah, yeah. Time. There's no like tempering of of the show with like giant monsters fighting each other. Even like when they fight, they're still like timpani bongs and gong noises and crap. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 all bulk and skull in this show. Is well, and that's yeah, yeah, and that's what kind of like this is like kind of going into part five now. Like, there's the whole like fight between Leo and Raphael where they're kind of sparring to like get out their frustration and. And talk and like this whole fight, including the very final fight of this whole story arc, that it just feels like it's ruined by all of like the cartoony hitting noises. You know, where you're yeah. just hearing like bong, boing, bong. It's yeah. like it makes it feel like there's no stakes. It completely erases stakes from any of the fights. I didn't notice when, it too much in the fight, but I I did feel the fight between Raph and Leo did kind of go kind of hard because they were really like. At least they were really whacking each other with the sticks. Yeah, no, like the choreography was. But when you mix the choreography with boing, bonk, like, yeah. <laughs> boink, you know, it it just kind of... Like yeah, playing like Bop kinda, it yeah. Flick yeah, it. It's, it's like, <laughs> to me, and I, I said this about the show before, I think, but like... The problem with the show is not like Venus, and it's yeah, it's no. what happens between like what was put on paper, which is like actually kind of cool, like the Dragon Lord, uh, the idea that Splinter knew about a fifth turtle didn't say anything. Like as we get into the series, there's like a bounty hunter after him, and like a I mean, vampire they're trafficking like, black market animals to kill them and make potions. Like yeah, that's... like that's really cool. It's like between <laughs> that and then like what gets on the screen, like everything wrong happens. Yeah, <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> someone posted it here where it's like. I can't remember the phrasing, but it's like the show like that adults thought were was marketing towards them, but it's actually marketed towards kids or yeah. made for kids or something like there was some like I think it was some convoluted thing, but like it's yeah. very clearly like what they actually made is like a, a very much kids cartoon. Yeah, I really Even think if you just like, have, wrote... like a lot of adult yeah. stuff. If I just like wrote down what happened in the show and gave it to you, you'd be like, "Hey, this is actually pretty cool." But like when you see it on screen, it's like, "Wow, this is." horrible like, yeah. <laughs> like Execution ooh, let this come out it's to me it's it's almost just like mesmerizing to watch like it's such a debacle the the spectacle of it all like i can't look away it's like a train wreck you know it's yeah. like almost it's like camp done unironically it's like yeah, yeah exactly they made it campy on purpose which you gotta you gotta kind of admire that um, like there's it's, a moment. It's also like like legitimate mistakes make their way into the show. Like I, I know I post on our Instagram, like Donatello and Michelangelo just like walking into each other when Venus is talking. But also like I think it's one of these episodes where Raph's muffler falls off. And like clearly <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. Like yeah, and they're like, we're, "That's it. We can't." We yeah, that. they, they yeah. put some ADR joke about it. Would you keep that on with bubblegum? It's like obviously they just ran out of film. Is what happened. <laughs> Yeah, no, it definitely seems like they're like, all right, we can only take do everything in one shot. That's all we got. That's all we can afford. Yeah. Everything must be done in one shot. Exactly. When you can see they yeah. they reuse shots as much as possible. Like every time Raph takes off on his motorcycle, it's like the same shot yeah. coming out of the lair. Which I but mean, I it is what it is. 
Yeah. Also, how many why times why they drive they... so much is because they need to save some money. So like, we'll just make them drive somewhere. Like that'll, that'll right. save us like three minutes. You know? How much trash is there to drive over all the time? Have you noticed that every time they're driving, it's like they just plowed through a whole ream of papers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like every every scene, even their lair is like just coated <laughs> in like 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 paper for no reason. I don't get oh it. My God. Yeah, I, th- I think the big elephant in the room on this episode, though, is the whole we need to find a new way yeah. subplot. Like, what the heck was going on with the tortoise appearing in his dreams? Like, it, it, if they do, I hope that when the show goes on, I don't know, maybe I don't, maybe I just hope they drop it. But I kind of want an explanation for it. His ancestors reaching out to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's very like astral plane-y. and I thought that was kind of cool. But it was like, what what came of it though? It, but exactly, he but finds then the turtle way, and it's like, what is the turtle way? Yeah, but then that's yeah. the thing is they continue on being like, we need to find a new way. They even have this whole like fight between Leonardo and Raphael that I mentioned earlier, where they're sparring, and Leo's like, we need to find a new way, Raphael. We need to we need to grow. We need to find a new way, and then they just go and they just fight. Dragon Lord and in the rank, and and then he just gives a speech at the end and says something about the new way being the turtle way, and we yeah. never like what what is the turtle way? Yeah, they For, did how much different. they put into it? There was there was no like clear reveal. It was just like the turtle way is like getting beat up by dragons. Over yeah. <laughs> I almost think it's that move they used to finish off Tatsu. They're like, oh, this is the way we're doing everything now. The four-way shell smash thing. Yeah, I was, like, I was oh, thinking that actually way. would hurt. I don't know how hard the average shells are, but if four of them smashed you, that would be actually yeah. pretty serious, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's, um, there's just no payoff at all to the, no. the new way thing. It felt like they were really building to something in a, like a, a culmination of... Yeah, like he's going to get new powers or something. Yeah, like they they're gonna like learn to meditate and have like Venus abilities too now or something. Yeah. And then they just don't. <laughs> yeah. Well it's it's also like uh Spencer, you've said this already, I'm just repeating you, but like it's the show wants to be very serious by doing stuff like that and then also having a bunch of like spring noises in the background, you know? <laughs> so yeah. It can't decide. It can't decide if it wants to be silly or serious. Um my thing I think we have to address the other elephant in the room. And I realize this is probably something that people actually eat. I'm sure there is like garlic gelato um, because there's like balsamic vinegar gelato. But Mikey, his crazy like, I'm going to make something terrible. And that's like the joke. Like it's one thing when you're like jelly beans on pizza. You're like, oh, that's funny. But maybe that could work. But he he just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Like last time he's he's making like jellyfish stroganoff or something. This time he's doing garlic ice cream where it's like at some point, Mikey... It's not cute anymore. It's just deranged, and you need you need help. I've I googled I've it. Mm-hmm. I googled it. It is apparently a thing. Mind blowing garlic ice cream recipe. You need to try. Yeah, because I've seen like, have you seen like? There's like balsamic gelato. There's like this like there's there is a trend where it's like you're you're making ice cream with these like savory things, and people love it. Which I can't abide by. It. I can't support it. <laughs> And maybe it came from this. Maybe this is another right. um, terrible legacy of the next mutation. All yeah. culture runs through. Let's next foist mutation. it upon the world. It's Pandora's box. Right. <laughs> and were, were they making fun of him for ordering pizza at one point? No, maybe an earlier episode. But I again, it's like, is it, is, it, is it 
too serious to do stupid pizzas or stupid pizzas funny, you know? All right, on to Staff of Buki. Or Bukai. I mean, see, even I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, feel like they're really up the stupid sound effects in this one. Like, the first yeah. scene when they're just talking and, like, Leo's just, like, he just moves his hand and goes, it's like nothing's <laughs> even happening. What? He just he moves so fast. It's it's breaking. Well, but that's the thing. He's not moving fast. He's just like <laughs> he's like gestures broadly to the left and like it's like to the untrained eye. It seems low, <laughs> but he's actually by the time you've seen it, his hand has gone back right. and forth. By the time I saw it, he was already a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but even even Dragon Lord in this already feels like a lot more bumbling. And yeah, yeah, very and quickly. like silly, yeah. Already this after he like first, the first he falls and part. crushes Wick. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. That that went on for too long. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. But anytime Wick is talking on screen, it's gone on for too long. So there's that. But <laughs> it's weird too, because he can like make potions. So like he clearly has a modicum of intelligence. Well, but those but potions weren't real idiot. potions, right? It was, it was oh, just a, true. Yeah. yeah. They got all Fair that enough. dolphins scum for nothing. And that, uh, I was listening to that over and over and I don't, I mean, surely it did mean scum, but man, like they needed to re-record that line or there's no way they didn't know. And they were like, this is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or the writers were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if so, you got one. You got one through, guys. <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one where they're clearly like reusing a scene because Dragon Lord's like rubbing his stomach like he just ate something good. Like, yeah. Oh, this is a weird. This is a weird gesture for what you're talking about right now. <laughs> but but back to to staff of Bukai. The other thing that I have an issue with is like Raph not believing in magic. Like at this point, he doesn't believe in magic. It's like, dude, you've you've seen her like zap a dragon lord's feet and and keep them from being able to squash Splinter with her mind. You know, you've yeah. seen yeah. you've seen she the dream magic world the end of Shredder. Yeah, they've yeah. been. He's been to the dream world for God's sakes. Like he's yeah. been true. <laughs> and then he's just like, I don't believe in any of this magic stuff. And it's like, dude. Let alone dragons came out of a mirror and now they're <laughs> haunting your life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I always hate it whenever like they decide to have like characters not believe in like magic or something like that when clearly when... it's been demonstrated to them enough times that they should just yeah. have accepted it by now. As they're least, a walking like... turtle man, they're like, whoa, yeah. this is too yeah. <laughs> Whenever I need to describe this show to someone, I'm going to say it's it's dragons came out of a mirror and now they're haunting their life. But <laughs> I will say I do like the, the way that Donatello does it because he's at least like, I don't believe this is magic. This is just science we don't understand, which is yes. a which he's little right. more realistic. I mean, yeah, but he's yeah. He's right. Yeah. He's which unbearable on... about it, but he's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he it's on character for him, you know, totally. and yeah. and uh yeah, like it it makes sense. Like he's accepted that these unexplainable things happen, but he just thinks they need to be able to be explained, you know. Yeah, it, it's kind Raph of like, just straight up denying it is my issue. Donnie yeah, is yeah. still kind of like a, a huge jerk to Venus about it. Like there's was it in this episode where she's they're like trying to figure out the scarab and like, uh, like I can't do it. Episode. And she tries to magic it and he's like, ha, 
he's like, you can't either, fool. <laughs> I mean, they're they're all kind of just jerks to Venus. You've got like Michelangelo sexually harassing her. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the issue with Venus is not Venus; it's everyone around Venus. Like, yeah, that's true. She, she, the worst of the turtles definitely comes out around Venus. Yeah. Um. But speaking of Venus being the worst, what what is up with the planes in this episode? They have toy planes that she endues with chi energy to <laughs> fly into rank warriors. Like it's it's were weird also, out of nowhere. Weren't they also remote controlled? Or did I imagine? Yeah, they were. They, Don has an enormous remote control that he was using <laughs> to control them. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. So I guess and they had an early warning like system, a chi bomb or something. I guess, but like why? Stupid. It's just cool. She 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 un, she chose that ability in her character tree, and now she's just got to use it. She's got yeah. She put <laughs> right. points into that, and she's not gonna waste. Oh, I hate when that happens. It's like you don't need to use that now. But I put points into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my greatest fear I've learned while watching these is that uh, I will get my daughter into Ninja Turtles. But then she'll specifically see the next mutation, the one with like the girl turtle. And that will be the one that she loves because it has the girl turtle. And I'll be yeah. forced to watch the next mutation for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. Or, you know, for, for if quite a few years. <laughs> right. Kids are finicky to show Mario. They'll they pop back and forth, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. We get to talk about uh, the things we love then. Oh, I love being a turtle. It's a short list, but it is a list nonetheless. <laughs> yes, I you know I've got I've got you know I always make sure to at least have something for each episode. Yeah, same, same. Uh, this first one, I do like that Donatello is like decidedly smart in this show. Like he's tracking heat signatures. He understands that like we are the coldest, humans are normal, and then these guys are made of fire or can at least breathe fire. So like they would have a much higher heat signature. Like, that's, yeah, that's good. Like uh, linear thinking, like deductive reasoning. You know. Yeah. No, that was that's that's also my I love being a turtle note. Like it's a clever way to have him track the dragons. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we can use infrared stuff and the people with the incredibly hot heat signatures because sure, I'll believe the dragon men run super hot. Right. Uh, or or Donnie can get access to a, a satellite. <laughs> yeah. You see uh, how, yeah, how big that little spinning radar thing he has is. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's clever. You know, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think as a whole, and I think, you know, in terms of the characterization, I mean, I think they kind of get the turtles all pretty well. I think so, too. Yeah. I like the, like, Leo and Raph dynamic, and then now there's this Donatello and Venus dynamic. It's written pretty well. Um, Michelangelo is the odd one out, but he's mostly just hitting on Venus, so, like... Yeah, and he's also just like yeah. being a goofball, making weird stuff all the time. Yeah, so. yeah, but yeah. I think they got their personalities pretty on point. Besides being horny as all get out. You know, eight, you know, seventeen years in the sewer. You know, yeah. You you um, see turtle boobs for the first time. Okay, we haven't talked. We're we're not on anchovies anymore. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, there's a great bit in this. Because, like, like I said before, like Dragon Lord is uh, confused by broom handles, but there's a part where Raphael is fighting and he takes Wick and he rolls him into a basketball and dribbles him. And Dragon Lord's like, double dribble, the turtle cheats. It's like, how does he know what that is? 
Why does he care? <laughs> rules are rules, man. That's oh man, that's that, that took me. I spit my drink out. It was so funny. <laughs> what do you What do you think is his favorite NBA team? Right, like he's obviously like watching some some NBA games. You know. Oh yeah, no, he's he's watching. You know. Jordan reruns at this point. Yeah, you know it's '97, so yeah, you've got yeah. you've got the Jazz with Carl uh, Malone and John Stockton. Yeah, the best part at that time, I was live at the Michael time. Jordan. And I was a Bulls fan, so seeing all my fellow Utahns just get crushed was just <laughs> so delicious. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm heartbroken about it, and I wasn't even a lot like I wasn't even there. I'm pretty sure it was '96 is when they lost to. Yeah, you do not understand. I wasn't even alive. Like it was like people were alive, and here's me, like Bulls jersey, Bulls fan, and like because like I I swear like it was like one of those, and I'm sure it would happen now because Utah is so desperate to have a win, but it was just like the whole city was like alive, and you could see the people's hope if it could like coalesce into a spirit bomb and then fall and crush them. I've been watching Dragon Ball Z, so I understand the reference now. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've gotten, I don't know, my wife and I are in the middle of the, the Majin Buu arc. Well, it's not really Majin Buu anymore, because the whole, anyway. So I'm watching, the I'm stuff. watching Kai, Dragon Ball Z Kai. And it's weird, because like, I haven't watched Dragon Ball. So to me, mm-hmm. it's like, it's impossibly fast-paced. They'll be like, well, if Krillin dies, then uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Kami, the Kami dies. Or no, sorry. If Piccolo dies, then Kami dies, and then the Dragon Balls don't work. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that, but all right, let's keep going. Like it's just yeah. like boom, boom, boom. Like it's been amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm totally on my toes because I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So this is just you know, like, oh yeah. Well, there's a spaceship over here. I'm like, well, that's news to me. Let's go. Did you start the very first part of Z? I get what is that? They go to like the Saiyan oh. arc. Yeah. Then Raditz yeah. shows up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm through. They've, they've beaten off Vegeta. Have yeah, they? That was, that was yeah, man. Is he there? Good. What are what, Good what version are you night. watching, Keith? Jeez, yeah. <laughs> God, Dragon Ball Triple X. Uh, no, but that's, that's so why it's moving so fast, Keith. Come on. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> God. They repel the attack. Eight minutes. I don't yeah. get what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Vegeta will be like. I can make a moon, and when I look at it, I turn into a monkey. I'm like, all right, let's go. Uh, so they repelled his attack, and now they've found the spaceship, and uh, they've gone to the other planet, Bulma, Krillin, and Gohan, and they just found out that uh, Frieza's there. So that's, like, where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's the okay. kind of thing... Um, watching the original series, like, it, it's so padded out that I almost can't imagine what a proper pacing of the show would be, because um, it's padded out to such a degree that if you remove the padding... It's like the pacing would have to be way, way too fast. So yeah. So I I looked up because I didn't know Nappa's name. So I looked, just like Google like Sands come to Earth, and it, the episode in the original run where they come to Earth is like twenty one or twenty two, and for me it was like nine. So it's like crazy fast compared. Yeah, to I mean, I would almost. It, it's painfully slow, but and I don't know if Spencer would agree with this if you watched like the original run. It's just. There's a magic to it where I don't it know. Just, it takes so long. And part of it is also like it's impossible to recreate the magic of watching it like 
you know, maybe two, three episodes on a weekend, and then yeah. you come back next weekend, and you, you just pray to everything in the universe they didn't reset their episode rotation. So now mm-hmm. you're at, like you're at the back, the the front end of forty episodes that you've just plowed through. But there's there's such a magic to it being so drawn out that when something does actually happen, you know, like you're 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 waiting for like the Saiyans to come and they do actually come, you're like, Holy crap, this is the most exciting, eventful thing. I've literally yeah. been waiting like fifty episodes for this and it's just the amount of hype it generates is just impossible. I do not know. No, it's it's weird because like I didn't know any of the like the the first people that they, the the Saiyans fight, like Yamcha and the Tien. guy. Yeah, yeah. And that little dude blows himself up. I'm like, I don't even know who that guy is. Chiaotsu. Like, yeah, Chiaotsu! yeah. They're like real upset about it. I'm like, I don't know who Yamcha or any of these guys are. Like, I I just learned their name because he blew himself up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wild. Yeah. You can you can go back and probably watch Dragon Ball, and you're done if you want more. Dragon Ball is definitely a lot more comedic. Uh, yeah, and it is less padded. Um, from what I but remember, it is I think pretty long. It, it's almost kind of like it, it's like the Hobbit versus the Lord of the Rings to take it all back. It's kind of yeah. it has yeah. like a kind of like a more carefree kind of fun vibe that slowly changes as it goes on. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's kind of like a, a fun little romp. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's just like I always hear about how like slowly paced that show is, and for me, it's just like breakneck pace. Yeah, they Kai. No background whatsoever. They, they cut that out. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Kai, I'm enjoying it. Kai, Kai's made it to be that way, but yeah, no, it, the the original it's like a soap opera or like a mm-hmm. telenovela. Like it's incredibly slow paced. It takes forever for something to happen. It, it's really like someone took like a soap opera and just like injected testosterone into it. You yeah. know, like that's really because my my brother in law used to watch it, and so my wife was like, "You're gonna be amazed how much just straight talking there is in that show compared to like every other show that was made for little boys at the time." Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, what, yeah. Where were we at here? I, I don't forget. <laughs> uh, the reset on... everything about episode four that we want to yes. say. Good to move on yep. to five. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of already talked about mine, the the Raph and Leo dynamic, and then the Venus and Donatello one. Um, yeah, yeah. I I really liked the fight, other than the sound effects. Like the fight between Leo and Raph was a pretty good Leo Raph fight. It was really it good, bad. and it's a really it's a fun way for them to like. That's the only time the brothers can like actually talk. Yeah, and they can yeah. kind of hash out their their problems. Well, they've kind of used this like ninja training for. Just like that's how they get their their mind free. They're working with their hands and stuff in other episodes. Like it's it's good. I mean, it's, again, if if I put it on paper and showed it to you, you'd be like, "That's a good idea." It's it's when it comes to the screen, everything has gone wrong. It's <laughs> the defensive ninja way to talk through fighting, <laughs> <laughs> to pummel each other with bamboo sticks. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the those are thing... the broomsticks that uh, Dragon Lord's looking for. Anyway. I also do like uh, Leo's monologue at the end until the, the very end of it when he says that like something about we need we needed to find a new way, the turtle way or whatever. Like that that part was BS. But we had to find it and we did find it. Yeah, and he's like, the turtle way or whatever. But like everything he was saying before that was really good. It was like really good, like feel good stuff that I that I really appreciated and, and enjoyed yeah, about, he's talking like, about like, you know, maybe being one and not a jerk or you know. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a kumbaya kind of moment. Yeah, it, it felt pretty good. And then and then he, you know, then the last two lines kind of ruined it. But 
But the rest of the speech was really good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was well done. It's and it's one of those weird things where like the show does start to take itself like very seriously. Yeah, just, just randomly like that speech like feels like very serious, but you just finished like watching like the dragon lord run away and then beating up these guys with like doink bonk sounds as they're <laughs> yeah. as they're beating him up. The philosophical yeah. three stooges. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Staff of Bukai. Obi-Wan Shinobi. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know that Shinobi meant ninja until I listened to y'all's episode last week. That's, I mean, if you watch the episodes, you probably wouldn't know either. No. Yeah. That's wild. Um, uh, I really love in this episode. And I hope this isn't the I love being a turtle that you had, Cody. But uh, when Dragon Lord falls on a wick. He's like, you broke my royal fall. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dragon Lord's weird. I love him. <laughs> it's gonna be an honor. And he just yeah. he doesn't even he doesn't even rush to get up. He just kind of milks it for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is a royal fall? <laughs> it's just it's such an honor to be yeah. the Dragon Lord's Beautiful little cushion. <laughs> Wild. Poor Wick. I actually do really like Wick. He's fun. He reminds me a lot of a character from like he could fit right in with like the dinosaurs. He's like if the baby grew up. Yeah. It's Wick. Hmm. He always reminds me of Fraggle Rock. That's reason. true. That's yeah. true. It's very Wasn't Wick a character in the third movie too? Wasn't that Casey Jones in the past? Wit. Oh, that's Wit. Okay. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, yeah. ancestors they could that uh, it could be. Mm-hmm. I I like how they're fleshing out Venus's mystic powers in this episode. Like we've kind of seen a little bit of them before, but this one we kind of get some explanation with like her like building up chi and you know like making it into a ball and trying to help the other turtles learn about it. Uh yeah, So like yeah, I actually progressing through her yeah. stuff. It's not just like, "Oh, I'm 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 magic girl and I know it all." Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but it's it's fun to see that there's like she is like there's a progression to it because everybody loves progression. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's cool that like Leo's super interested in it because it just like it makes perfect sense, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, you want it, the person you're trying to date, you need to take an interest in them, fellas. Show, <laughs> so, show you like their hobbies. And that. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, what's the, there's that line from one of the IDW comics where he's like, my brother is the one that believes in numbers. I'm the one that believes in miracles. And that's always a line that stuck with me. So stuff like this seems right up his alley, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this and, honestly, this fits. This could be an IDW story. Like, yeah. I could so see that. Ways. With, with some better, you know, writing and probably cutting the, yeah, you know, but, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I think Spencer, you hit the nail way. on the head. You hit the nail yeah. on the head last week when you said, like, I just feel like IDW is written better. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but when they use concepts from this show, they do a really good job with it. So. Yeah. I would be fascinated to, like, you know, like interview people making Timothy now and just hear the thoughts on Next Mutation because it, it can't be, like, just pure coincidence. No, like, I know so Sophie's like a big, this. Sophie Campbell's a big fan of this show. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can honestly like reading her run so far. It seems like she's like, how can I incorporate the most infamous hated parts of Ninja Turtles? (laughs) 
and twist you into loving them and, and make it into and, and insert them into this story and try and like make it well written and, and good. Cause like Jenica's story arc is, is the coming out of their shells tour, you know, yeah. in, 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 to a yeah. certain degree, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, she's brought in Venus. Uh, she's brought stuff from the Palladium role-playing game. There's that with, too. Uh, after the bomb and, and that uh, porcupine gal. Yeah. Anyway, it's just it's just interesting because there's some things where it seems like she's just like pulling from. I mean, the Palladium games I don't think are that infamous as far as yeah, uh, as far as things go. But the next mutation definitely is, and so is the coming out of their shells tour. So that's kind of what makes me. Uh, I know sometimes think that it's like a challenge, like a personal challenge to herself. To <laughs> I could see that. It's like, how do you rework it into like something that's successful? Which mm-hmm. she totally has. So yeah, kudos. Yeah. Um, I love at the end how uh, Dragon Lord gives the staff back. <laughs> like, yes, that's he amazing. could just toss it aside. He could do anything, but he's like, <laughs> you know, take that and stick it somewhere. You know, because he's yeah. like, why? Why would you return it to the guy? <laughs> like, what? Are you... Or maybe he just values the the continuity of the space time continuum. I don't know. Yeah, it's honestly it was a good plan though. Like we got to get her before she becomes a full shaman. So let's yeah. use a special weapon, but it just doesn't work. Though he should also, um, I just realized now it's like, why isn't he utilizing his like time travel powers more? You know, yeah, he could, he could like reach back in time and just like pluck the turtles from the ooze and be like, got it, like gotcha. Yep. Wouldn't it be just... wild if they had an episode where like we see the reason why Venus got separated is because he tried to go like back in time and like get rid of her. That would be cool. Like his, little, his his hand comes through time and just like knocks her knocks her down the sewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, like the stuff in this show is pretty interesting if if like, done like correctly. They, yeah, yeah. Like they they could they could have played with that, and, yeah. and that way her just like randomly getting split off from them and just being this long lost relative that just shows up out of nowhere is, is kind of like makes more sense and kind of is explored a little bit more. You know, and it's a little yeah. It, it's more like tragic, all because of it. Oh yeah. god, I hate that line that Leo has. I know it's not one of these episodes. I know this is anchovies again, but like he's like, "Oh yeah, there was a fifth turtle with us." It's like, come on! In seventeen <laughs> years, no one mentioned that. My also, baby turtle did this Mondo Gecko. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I'm kind of. I really, I am enjoying this series. Dare I say it? Pound for pound, I enjoy watching it more than the '87 cartoon. Hmm. I won't go that, that far, folks. but I am. I'm not going to say like watching it. Yeah. There's certainly like blocks of 87 cartoon episodes that you can lift out and are obviously far better. But if you compare them all as a whole, I don't know. I have a lot of fun with the next mutation. I have a lot of fun poking fun at it and laughing about <laughs> it on the show, and that's that's why I look forward to watching. There's value it. in that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally, totally. I'm I'm a yeah. I'm a big fan of low budget. Uh, nonsense anyway so this is kind of right up my alley yeah it's, it's in that so bad it's good territory you know yeah. like it's it's so bad that it's kind of fun to just yeah. watch this travesty of a tv show and and laugh about it like I said, <laughs> like it's, it's mesmerizing it's like how did this even make it to air <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's like crazy. it's so bad it's like you're almost like it's like you're a you're actually a genius that you you pulled this off somehow like you got yeah, this to happen exactly <laughs> Uh, all right for the news on to the news this is april o'neill of channel six 
We've missed the newest sound. Welcome oh, back. yeah, I guess it has been like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. You're back now. Everything's, yes. you know, nature is healing. Right. All is set. The time continuum restored, etc. This week uh, in toy news, usually we have Mike opening this up and, and kind of taking over the news segment. I think you got to take it, Spencer. It's, this is this is your time to shine. This is this is my time. So Super Seven, Brian Flynn from Super Seven was on the Foosh cast, and Foosh is like specifically a podcast that talks about toy releases. Do they specialize in Super Seven? No, um, they handle they... Um, the the whole range, but they have a good relationship with Super Seven and Brian. Okay, Flynn, so yeah, I I like to look at their pictures of Mecha toys, especially they they do a good job posing and stuff anyway cool so they're talking about their upcoming waves of super seven in this in this episode of this podcast uh and they said that they are going to reveal 2003 figures so figures based on the 2003 animated ninja turtle series they're supposed to come out this fall but they will be coming they've been bumped to next year so, like, that's like the 20th anniversary thing that we've been looking for this whole time. It's too bad that it comes out next year. But, you know, it, they're coming. Yeah, because he did say, like, they had it planned earlier, but they, like, bumped it to coincide with, like, anniversaries or stuff. And with toys, there's always, it's tricky with the timing. But, yeah, yeah. apparently we're going to get, like, at least two waves, probably more, because they have it staggered where it's, like, a 2003 wave, non-2003, 2003 wave. So, Spencer... You should be prepared to buy at least upwards of eight figures. I, you know, I will definitely at least get Michelangelo. I think, you know, I, I, there's no way I can't spring for at least a figure, but I've been told I, the price range is around $55. Yeah, 55 uh, you, bucks. you can sometimes if you're weighing, rolling to play the dice, pick them up later on clearance if you're, if you're willing to wait. So, you know, you I might get, get that 30. lucky. I might get that lucky, but who knows? Uh, Either way, I, I definitely will probably pick myself up a Michelangelo. Uh, if they make some other more obscure characters, I might you know be forced to to try and get those as well. Yeah. You know, if I see if I see like Nano, then of course I have to get I have to get Nano. Ooh, uh, Nano would work really well. I think in general that the 2003 aesthetic fits really well with Super Seven because they generally have kind of like a a thicker, blockier turtle. Um, so mm -hmm. I think. It, I think they could do really, really great stuff. I'm super excited. Yeah, I am too. And I don't know, it's just, it's just cool that someone's actually making figures of the the O3 turtles because uh, that just hasn't happened yet. We've been uh, stuck so much on the 87 for like yeah. literal decades that it's kind of it's kind of wild that nobody has like cracked into remaking other stuff. So yeah, super cool. Well, it feels like especially 2003 has been neglected. Just mm -hmm. since Nickelodeon took it over, you know, it got a release on Paramount Plus, and then now it's getting the DVD release, and now toys. So that's yeah, pretty. Which cool. We all got from Movie Zing, right? Yeah, yeah and it, people talk about like, oh, you know, it's not nostalgic enough when it's like twenty years. I mean, it, yeah. it's twenty years old. Like I, I'm, I'm twenty seven. <laughs> I'm twenty six, guys. Sorry, I, I get that all mixed up now. But I, I'm twenty six years old. You know, I was, I was like eight years old when. When I was watching this show, I'm I'm old enough to have nostalgia for the that's 2000s. Wild. That is super wild because when I think of like my memories of like that's literally like 
when I was a kid thinking back to Team NT. Like it's that same, it's literally that same positioning. So that is, that's really cool that like other folks could have that same Team NT experience with a different generation. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I was like nice and like 10 years old when fast forward was coming out. And so I found that extra entertaining as much as other people apparently at the time were hating it. I was yeah, still it, young it, enough it, to, exactly to not notice right for you. It, it's kind of yeah. like, honestly, next mutation with me. <laughs> There's some gems in there. I, I watched the, uh, the turtle Titan episode a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that was amazing. That was a good, good episode. Yeah. That's a good episode. The ones with the Inuashi Gungeon are good. Mm-hmm. I actually think those are good characters that I would love to see some more of. The Baxter uh, Stockman one was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, gems in there. there's some gems in fast forward. I, I think it gets too much hate because it lightened things up again and, and did some different things. Uh, it's not perfect by any means. And it's not nearly as like serialized. Is that the right word? As, as the rest of the series. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, it's more one-shot episodes than yeah seasons one but, through five. Yeah, and you can see they were going very much like okay, let's do a let's do the regular kids cartoon kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, but we it, need but it was a lot of fun. Kids. It was a lot of fun, and I remember enjoying it a lot. And you know, I I think that there's a good reason why they pull stuff from it in the IDW series. I mean, lots of lots of stuff from two thousand three. Like there, there's lots of really diverse things they can pull for the toy line if they want to, if they think it'll sell. You know, I think things like it's usually they start off with like they're they're going to do the four turtles, of course. Yeah. But then as it goes on, they get wilder and wilder and like those mm-hmm. deep cuts. So I think you have a very good chance of getting your dream figures. Yeah, like I mean, Nano, uh, Touch turtle and Go Titan. would just be fun. Turtle Titan, I I would love a Turtle Titan figure. Yeah. It, it's another turtle figure of a turtle in a costume. It's a no-brainer to make a Turtle Titan figure. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll even get, like, nobody in Silver Sentry. I, I don't know. You'll get nobody, and you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, needless to say, I'm excited to see what comes out of it, what they decide to make, uh, and see what I can what I can get from it. Uh, there's nothing in comic books coming out this next week, so we'll go ahead and move on to movies and TV. So... Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of butcher this, um, but so there's the, the, everyone's favorite TV brand, TCL, Chinese theater, um, in front of the theater, they have, it's kind of like Hollywood walk of fame kind of stuff where everybody has like their own little cement handprint thing. Um, Kevin Eastman and I guess, you know, Peter Laird by honor or the turtles in general. Yeah. Um, they get their own cement thing where you do like the handprint. So that happened today. Um, Kevin Eastman, like it's all, all their blocks are in the shape of like pizza slices. So I guess they'll combine into one pizza. And so he, you know, they did it. He signed it with, for him and Peter. And then they also, um, they had the, (laughs) the costumed turtles place their hands in the cement. So they have turtle prints. (laughs) <laughs> from the mutant mayhem costumes <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> you can I'm watch so the glad. whole thing they literally pressed it in just like i was hoping they would um because i wasn't sure like do they get like like a, a plastic turtle hand or something but no it's just the costume hands so wow that's amazing <laughs> it's pretty spectacular oh, man and that's about it 
Yeah, it's it's like a famous theater. It's like the I think it was like used to be like Man's Chinese theater or something where they had like the big premieres and stuff. Okay. Um but I guess to keep it alive just like any sports stadium now they have to like sell a brand deal. So now it's the the long cherished TCL Chinese. Theater. <laughs> One of these days it's going to be like you know, the Smoothie King Chinese theater. Yeah, the, the Sprint <laughs> Double Mint Gum Chinese theater. Oh, Star Wars premiered there. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, so it's I'm like, it's like, a, on, it's a big, a, yeah. It's famous, like, kind of big like yeah. cherished place. Cool. Okay. Very cool. And then what do we, what do we have in games? So there's a brand new mutant mayhem game that's been announced. That's supposed to take place a few years after when the movie does. Uh, it's going to be developed by outright games, which usually makes kind of really basic licensed, Kids games. Um, so keep your expectations low, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Tempered, for, tempered expectations. Yes, yeah. tempered. Tempered uh, tempered expectations <laughs> for, for what this is. You can go look at what other games that Outright Games has developed and kind of get an idea of, of what kind of video game it'll be. Uh, but, you know, it, it could be fun. And who knows, maybe they'll do something good story-wise in the game. We don't know yet. We don't really have a whole lot of details other than that it's being developed. Yeah, and they're they're not bad games. Like I've played them on Game Pass. Um, they're fun enough, but you know they're definitely they're they're made for like the kids who aren't expecting like this big elaborate game. So yeah, but you know who knows? Oh, I mean, games. Uh, yeah. Sometimes studios pull something out of pocket because they are just like anything. Just like you know, a musician might only play punk, but yeah, they can play Mozart if they want to. So maybe who knows? Maybe they they drop out an incredible game. Louis has a video game? Hello. Bluey? <laughs> yeah, do you do y'all watch Bluey? Isn't that like like shockingly like like deep? Like, oh, like man. the it, subjects they actually address. It like every third episode brings a tear to my eye, I swear. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. You know, my my nieces watched it and then I had a kid and I was like, we just need to put something on the TV every now and then so we can like clean so we put on bluey if i watch it, i'm like oh my god this is so good you're just sitting in front of the, the tv sobbing i feel like it's like have you ever had like people recommend you watch paddington 2 because it's supposed to be like an incredible no, movie I, I have to check that out sorry i totally waylaid this entire conversation but yeah so video game for mutant mayhem i'm actually really surprised that there wasn't a video game beforehand i figured we would get something but there hasn't been really anything yeah they had such a good like general push i mean i guess they figured you know they had uh, Splintered Fate. They had Shredder's Revenge and whatnot. Maybe they felt satisfied in the video game department. But generally, even past, like they've they've always had like tie-ins, tie-in games. So yeah, well, even like the DLC for Shredder Shredder's Revenge didn't include colors for the turtles that, or like skins for the turtles that are from this movie, which is kind of strange. Yeah, though um, now that I think of it, they did put like the mutant mayhem skins and like fall guys minecraft so maybe that was yeah the, maybe that was the push there because yeah they guessed it in like a bunch of other games that's true uh, hmm. yeah kind of a kind of a light news cycle i guess depending how you feel about things though i think the 2003 figures are kind of huge so yeah i mean well that's, that's the first 2003 merch in a long time since yeah. 2003 i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. and spencer yeah I'll, I'll spencer i'll show you how you can totally 
drive yourself into debt and have cool things and you barely notice. <laughs> well, you know, um, for now, you know, uh, no, sorry, but no. <laughs> Paying for. Paying for is your friend. Once you look at the numbers, it's almost crazy not to buy them. <laughs> you don't get a kickback from Super 7, do you? <laughs> I wish. I would. I I am totally open to bribes and kickbacks. I will shill. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big Super 7 fan, though. I've bought a, a lot of their stuff. but Nothing free yet. Come on, guys. I haven't bought anything in there, so I'm, I'm looking at the, the punk rock Donatello. I think I might pick that up. Ooh, that's a must. From Super 7? Yeah, because isn't that coming out next month, I think? Well, I mean, probably not. And a lot of their stuff has been delayed recently. Um, oh, okay. But we should have a round of things coming out soon. Um, but you know, you never know. Um, but yeah, they, they've suffered from a, a decent amount of delays. Yeah, I don't actually have any turtles from Super 7, but I do have a Descendants figure for their Cool to Be You album because that's like my favorite Descendants album. Yeah, Super 7 does like a a ton of awesome reaction figures. Um, Shipping October, we have Slash is coming out. A glow-in-the-dark Slash. Um, November, we're going to get Genghis Frog, Robot Rocksteady, Space Cadet Raph, and Shredder. Also, Tom Waltz on Twitter, apparently, or X or whatever, uh, just teased an image for Revolution, And there's something that no one has noticed in the background. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But there is, if you look in the very back, it looks like some characters are going to be appearing in it. See. Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. So you can go on to there and take a look at it. But uh, Is it the black and white one? Yeah. Down down in the very back in between Casey Marie's like legs and, and down around her, there's there's some characters that uh we've seen lately. Um I feel like I'm dumb and I don't I don't get them. But... Well, I'll, I'll tell you after the show if you want to know. But uh <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything intrigued. for anyone that's that's uh that that it doesn't want anything spoiled. That's an awesome image, though. Good lord! It is. It looks super cool. Casey Marie looks super cool. Yeah, that. I'm, sort of I'm excited for that. I'm super excited. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please look for us on all the social medias, and uh, you know, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you decide to listen to your podcast. Give us a good review. Um. And uh, yeah, you can find us pretty much anywhere at Ninja Turtle PH, with the exception of TikTok, where you can find us at Ninja Turtle Power Hour. We've been posting a little more regularly there, some gems and jokes, as well as our summaries. So, you know, go check us out. Yeah. And Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to do more coverage of the next mutation. So that'll be the next three episodes which are going to be seven, eight, and nine of this series. Thanks for suffering through this with us, faithful listeners. Or enjoying it. (laughs) Or enjoying, yeah. The spectacle of it. It's amazing. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Like Spencer said, 
Find us on the social media. Let us know what you think. Tell your friends. We always appreciate that. Uh, have a good night. We love you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Booyakasha. say it's like it's very much like a a Stephen King kind of story um where it's like I mean it's basically like a group of uh D and Dirt D and I don't know why I can't yeah I've watched I've watched the first season oh the first yeah that's fine you're fine that's all you need it it, it roughly takes place like after or during season two so it's really like all you, the only extra context you need is like they hung out at a mall. <laughs> I watched, I watched, I watched like the first episode of season two. I, I got to see Sean Astin in it. Sean Austin, mm-hmm. Sean Astin, Sean. I think it's Austin, I believe. Austin. Austin. Samwise Gamgee. I saw him <laughs> in there. Uh, Rudy. Rudy. When I, Rudy. Man, my my mom completely ruined Return of the King when I was watching when I was watching it because when he says like I can't carry your burden but I can carry you and starts carrying Frodo up the mountain she started going Rudy Rudy (laughs) Rudy." you did a very good Samwise just now yeah oh thanks I quote that line a lot so I've had a lot of practice Rudy that's funny yeah she started chanting Rudy and it was like oh man (laughs) this moment's ruined forever How old were you when those movies came out? Oh, I didn't see them till much later. But the first, I think Return of the King came out in like 2003 or The Two Towers. One of them came out in 2003. Yeah, it was like the tail end. It was my high school years. That was, what a time that was. That was a wild, wild time. It still just blows my mind. Like some of the CGI in it was then and like it still holds up as well as it does now. There there are some scenes with Gollum where I'm kind of like, okay, I can tell that CGI, but. Yeah, it's mostly like the Hobbit movies that ended terribly, but the Lord of the Rings, they really put a lot of great stuff into it. I think for me, most of the stuff, like the stuff that doesn't hold up is the stuff that's just like a little too goofy. Like in Return of the King, the way they did like the undead army was a little. Oh, I still like all that. I don't know. I, I still enjoy like, I like. I think it was movie. great, but that one was just like the way they did it was like very, I don't know, like video gamey, I felt like where it's like. I like it, but it, it, like it takes me out of it just enough where it's like, I don't know, maybe if it was more like stylized, I could have, it, it would have felt more natural to that world, if that makes sense. Hmm. I don't know, yeah. I was pretty young when I, I was pretty young when I saw it, but I, seen the I was like a teenager. Edition? Oh, yeah. Have you yes, seen them in theaters? Because they've re-released them periodically in theaters. I have not seen them in theaters. So I did go and see... Like a marathon thing, and you can watch them all. Yeah, my my cousins and I were super, you know, I mean, we're super into it. And so we went and we'd go see the midnight premieres of the Hobbit movies when they came oh, out, because cool. we, we'd all watch them. So that's what I got to go see in theaters. Were you ever a, a, a fan of the books? 
Um, I really liked The Hobbit when I read it. Um, the actual like Lord of the Rings series, I never ended up reading Return of the King. Uh, I was kind of <laughs> like, ah, I know how it ends. And Just write, the, write the title, right? <laughs> yeah. There, there are some things that I think actually translate, especially something with as much world building as the Lord of the Rings has. Like what Tolkien did is absolutely incredible when it comes to his world building and everything else. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he went like way deeper, way, yeah. way crazy deeper. Yeah. And, and what he does in the books is incredible. But I don't know. I would prefer it more as a visual medium, personally. I, I, like, I would love like, a Lord know of the Rings true- comic book. You don't need you don't know the true Faramir. You've been robbed. You don't know how great Faramir truly was. I, I guess not. I guess not. Um They they made Faramir basically bore more bore Boromir too. Um, okay. But in the books he was like he was never tempted. He was always like, yeah, like, like always like, solid. Yeah, he was always solid, like total hero, like in contrast to his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get why they did it. Like, oh, we need like a narrative arc, but it's also like a shame they took because you get like so few like unironic like heroic people these days that it, mm-hmm. it was cool that he was just like a super solid dude and like never once like like even in terms of like how like how much of a jerk they were to Golem, they amped that up. I feel, but so that that's my one uh, bone to pick. I'll always have with those movies is they they, they yeah. ruined Faramir. For me, I just, it was one of the things where the books can really slow down the, just the pacing of the story with its world building. You know, like, I mean, I hear that a lot, but I actually, I, every time I reread it, I feel like it's like, it feels very modern and I'm always surprised how many lines are actually straight from the book. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why it feels modern is because everyone's trying to be Tolkien that writes fantasy. That's also <laughs> true. Like he's, that's like the the cornerstone of almost all fantasies. And even it's like many fantasy books were literally like essentially Tolkien ripoffs as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I love, I love fantasy though, but I'm, I'm out of the fantasy book game. I'm surprised there isn't a Lord of the Rings comic actually, because it's pretty common for fantasy books to get a comic version. Yeah, well, like I said, like uh, the the world building, it makes it so you can just show so much more instead True. of having to explain it all. And I just feel like that helps the pacing of the story and the action a bit more. Uh, so I don't know maybe it's sacrilegious to to like the the movies more than you know to enjoy no, watching no. the movies more than reading the book. But... Not not at all. That's like a very established thing. Especially you know what I liked about the movie, no reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes he talks in Elvish and you have to read the subtitles. Ah, true. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, I do Darn enjoy you, Tyler. <laughs> I do enjoy reading, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I just feel like a lot of the, the world building moments can slow down the story for me personally. Uh, when I read The Hobbit, it's like, why is, why is there so much singing? Why do you have to read all this singing? <laughs> You're supposed See, to for, sing it. For me, The Hobbit was a much faster paced book, and so I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Uh, you know, it was like reading The Fellowship of the Ring and having it take like two thirds of the book for them just to get out of the Shire, you know, or half the book, <laughs> however much it was. It felt like forever. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of, I, yeah, I just think the pacing can be a little slower there. You know what the best line of that whole series is? 
there's a point where Frodo says, Sam, you old ass. <laughs> when they're like climbing in the rocks. That's the best. That's just the best line ever. All right. We good to get the show going? Yeah, I think so.